0: forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Going to see some rain this morning, light showers, and then clouds this afternoon, high 49. Your weekend kind of looks like this. Saturday, those clouds hang around the high 49, and then Sunday where we'll have the NFC, AFC championships. uh, You could see some showers. The high going to be 42. If you're walking out the door with us right now, 41 and raining in Pearl River up in Rockland County. It's 43 and raining in Piscataway down in New Jersey, and it is 41 and lightly raining here in midtown we have so much to get to as we work our way up sid and friends in the morning last night in a story we told you about yesterday a man in alabama put to death with pure nitrogen gas first of its kind execution in this country the 58 year old appeared to shake and convulse at the start before being pronounced dead at about 825 last night inside this Alabama prison after breathing the gas through a face mask to cause him oxygen deprivation. It marked the first time a new execution method was used in the U.S. since 1982. That's when they started using lethal injection. In fact, Kenneth Eugene Smith was supposed to be put to death through lethal injection two years ago, but they botched it, so he sat on the gurney, and then they pulled him off, and then last night they were more successful.
1: Smith was pronounced deceased by physicians at 8.25 p.m. Central Standard Time.
0: This is what people in the gallery were telling us, the ones who viewed his execution, that it took 22 minutes from the time between the opening and closing of the curtains to the viewing room, Smith, they say, appeared to remain conscious for several minutes. For at least two minutes, he appeared to shake and writhe on that gurney, sometimes pulling against the restraints. That was followed, apparently, by several minutes of heavy breathing until he passed away. There's
1: some involuntary movement and some agonal breathing. So. Uh, that was all expected, and is in the uh, side effects that we've seen or researched on nitrogen epoxy.
0: Now, his lawyers has pushed back against this move, saying it was cruel and unusual at the end of his life. The U.S. Supreme Court rejected the final appeal on Wednesday, and that's how they were able to go through with the execution last night. He put out a statement, Eugene Smith, who, by the way, was convicted of murder. He says, tonight, Alabama causes humanity uh, humanity to take a step backwards. I'm leaving with love, peace, and light. And then he looked at the people in the gallery that were watching his execution before uh, they started it up. And he gave the I love you sign with his hands towards his family members there who were witnesses. uh, A sign, a part of the statement that he put out. He said, thank you for supporting me. Love, love all of you, he said. And uh, his final meal, of course, everybody always wants to know the final meal, which he barely touched, apparently. It was a T-bone steak, hash browns, eggs, and A1 sauce from the Waffle House. So there you go. Uh, put to death last night in Alabama. Let's bring it back home. There was this huge raid in Queens last night. You've probably heard about these massage powers that are uh, in downtown parts of uh, Corona and Queens where uh, they're more than massage powers. You might not be shocked to hear that. A quality of life initiative taking place last night where the police went in and shut down essentially what were brothels. Uh, they had watched what was going on, the police and uh, the uh, city council, the mayor, overnight, a couple nights, and they saw that it, they were not legit massage powers, but they were full on brothels. So they got the court orders. And they returned last night and yesterday, closing at least six massage powers along Roosevelt Avenue. Mayor Adams orchestrating this crackdown on prostitution and sex trafficking after the city heard complaints from tons of residents. Mayor was there as some of these brothels were closed down yesterday. It's
2: clear what is taking place there. Uh, this is really bringing down the quality of life of this community. And anyone who says this is a victimless crime... Uh, just, you know, really need to see the inhumane in conditions.
0: NYPD Assistant Commissioner Kaz Dautry, he was there last night. So were some Queen City Council members. They say this raid sends a message for brothel owners that they won't let them operate their illegal uh, shops. Families
3: walking with their kids. You have women out here scantily dressed. Like, do you want your kids to see that? This has been a calling for over a year now from community residents, local businesses
4: uh, who are just frustrated.
0: City Hall says the women who were at these locations, not the target of the crackdown, rather their victims, they were not arrested last night.
3: We don't want to lock up the women that work here. We want to get them help. Our job as the police department is to help them get them the services that they need so that they don't got to do this. There's other types of work here in New York City that you can do besides doing this.
0: If you hadn't seen this, some of these women, when most of them, were forced to do this. They were standing outside these brothels and it was almost like, a, it was, you know, Queens had its own red light district, uh, no longer now. Sex
2: trafficking is real. And, its you know, these horrid conditions, this makes it clear why uh, the New York City Police Department, we're not going to sit idly by and pretend that, as though uh, that it does not happen.
0: Now, we've covered a ton of these stories in the past, and unfortunately what usually happens is these brothel owners will find a new crew of women and open up shop elsewhere. The mayor of City Hall says they're going to follow these owners, make sure they don't do that. WWE boss Vince McMahon accused of sex trafficking in a new lawsuit out.
2: A former WWE employee who claims McMahon paid her to keep quiet filed the lawsuit in a Connecticut federal court Thursday. The woman alleges McMahon sexually assaulted her and trafficked her to others within WWE. McMahon is now the executive chairman of TKO Group, the company formed after WWE merged with UFC. I'm Trey Thomas.
0: Closing arguments are expected today in former President Trump's second defamation trial in connection to writer E. Jean Carroll.
1: After the defense got the case, Trump was briefly called as a witness. His attorney was only permitted to ask one question. Did Trump stand by his previous deposition? And the former president said yes, he did. Just before that, the judge had kicked out one of the former president's advisors after that man's cell phone went off. Last year, Trump was found liable for sexual assault and defamation. Carroll accuses Trump of raping her sometime in the 1990s. This trial is centered on when Trump denied the allegations after a book excerpt was published several years back.
0: WABC News Time 509. Lots of people scratching their heads over this Kansas City story. Just so bizarre. Three men found frozen to death in the backyard of a home after that Kansas City Chief game uh, where the tundra was frozen Uh, so, uh, foul play apparently not suspected in the deaths of these three chief fans, former Kansas bureau chief of investigators, special agent Curry Myers says it's all about the autopsy. Now in this case, time and date, what
1: was in the content of the stomach, uh, you're going to know whether or not there was any damage to the body whether or not there was any blunt
0: trauma. So if you haven't been following this story, three men were found frozen to death outside a rental home in Kansas City on January 9th. Their bodies were found after the fiancé of one of the men asked for a welfare check. The attorney for a fourth man who was living at the home says his client was not involved in the deaths of the three others. Any kind
1: of alcohol uh, limits, what are the drug limits going to be? Hypothermia sets in rapidly if somebody's under the influence of drugs or alcohol. It seems like
0: it has to be that. No, Myers, who is a former FBI agent, says there are some holes in the case that he sees. Why did the
1: guy sleep for nearly 50 hours? The cars of the victims were still outside in the driveway. One would wonder why someone wouldn't say, what's going on?
0: Where are my friends at? So the friends had gotten together to watch the Kansas City Chiefs game. One man slept for two days while the other three were freezing to death out on the porch. The doctor says it's plausible the chief fans uh, had been exposed to some sort of drug contributing to their bizarre demise. Uh, They're saying... It's one thing for a person to tragically end up in a snowdrift after leaving a bar. That happens every once in a while, For but, but completely a different story for three people to end up dead sitting on somebody's back porch. And that's what took place here. So we'll have to follow this story, but very, very bizarre. President Biden announcing billions of dollars in new infrastructure projects across the country. Of course, he's making his way around the country as he heats up his campaign.
1: Five billion dollar investment led by the Department of Transportation for 37 major projects across America, including bridges, highways, ports, airports.
0: The president denouncing a billion dollars from his infrastructure law will be used to replace a bridge that connects Wisconsin and Minnesota. The visit to the key battleground state comes as Biden's reelection campaign, highlighting the president's economic agenda ahead of a likely general election rematch against Donald Trump. He was
1: actually hoping for the economy to crash. Thanks to American people, America now has the strongest growth, the lowest inflation rate of any major economy in the world. A new bridge will increase capacity for large trucks and oversized loads. A new bridge for the modern design, wider shoulders, smoother
0: on and off ramp. And the White House celebrating the latest report showing the economy grew faster than expected in the last quarter of 2023.
5: Over 3% growth building uh, on three years of uh, growth under this president.
0: That's Principal Deputy Press Secretary Olivia Dalton telling reporters it's good news for American workers. She claimed consumer sentiment is up as Americans are seeing the impacts of President Biden's economic policy. Job
5: creation, small business creation, coupled with growing, rising uh, wages, increased confidence, consumer confidence and uh, strong personal finances.
0: And the Treasury Secretary defending the Biden administration's economic agenda as well. The
2: stronger
5: middle class and the thriving
4: economy everywhere in the United States is key to building a more robust and resilient economy overall.
0: Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen there. Her comments come after data release shows the economy grew at that healthy clip over the past year, surpassing 3%. Our
5: economic plan is improving lives and laying the foundation for a new future for middle-class
4: families and communities across the country.
0: There were a lot of people, of course, who had predicted a recession, and, well, I guess so far, anyway, that hasn't happened.
4: Instead of contracting, the economy has continued to grow, driven by American workers.
5: And President Biden's economic strategy.
0: You know what was so interesting? In New Hampshire, the CBS reporter was up there. They had sent them there to cover the primary on Tuesday. And they told them to talk to people about the economy. Of course, that's always one of the biggest issues in a race for the White House. And he says he could not find one person, not one, who thought the economy was in good shape, even with all these numbers from the White House yesterday. The White House is hopeful. Meanwhile, senators can strike a deal soon on border security and aid to Ukraine. We've
5: been engaging in good faith, bipartisan negotiations with both Senate Democrats and Senate Republicans to that end. we believe that there's no reason that shouldn't continue. That's
0: the White House. Principal Deputy Secretary Olivia Dalton on a plane with reporters yesterday. Several reports claim Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell has told Republicans during a private meeting that negotiations we're, well, they're not really sure where they are because uh, front-runner, Donald, frontrunner Donald Trump is pushing members to kill the deal. Now, this is just reports. We don't know if it's true or not.
5: We need to come together on common sense uh, compromise on border measures and border policy and border resources. And we, we still are hopeful that that can happen.
0: Yeah, so this one report has McConnell telling colleagues that we don't want to do anything to undermine Trump as the former president makes immigration a primary issue in his presidential campaign. In a moment immigration and that border. We're going to go down to the Texas border where more razor wire is being put up. And we'll get into that story in just a moment. But first, 515, let's head over to the 77 W ABC sports desk. Happy Friday. Good morning, Justin Ellick. Happy Friday. Good morning to you, Noam Aladdin on Hardwood at the Garden.
4: It's where we begin. OG Ananobi scored 26 points. Jalen Brunson added 21 and the Knicks handed the defending NBA champion Denver Nuggets their worst loss of the season 122 to 84 last night. Quentin Grimes had 19, Julius Randle 17, and Dante DiVincenzo 16 for New York, who have won five straight and 11 of 13 since Anunobi was uh, acquired from Toronto. Anunobi shot 10 for 18 from the field and had six steals. In Brooklyn, the Nets came up just short against the visiting Minnesota Timberwolves. Final score 96-94 to in the Brooklyn loss. Minnesota led by as many as 17 points in the third quarter and was still ahead by 10 midway through the fourth before an 8-0 Nets run capped by a Macau Bridges short jumper uh, that pulled the Nets within two. That's as close as they as they get have now lost three straight, seven of eight, and 12 of the last 14. On the ice, the Islanders lost a close one against the Canadiens. Spoiling head coach Patrick Waas returned to Montreal with a 4-3 to loss. Barzell and Horvat each had a goal and an assist. Kyle Palmieri also scored, and uh, Noah Dobson had three assists as the Islanders fell to 1-2-0 and under Waas. Simeon uh, Varlamov made 22 saves. The Devils didn't fare much better in Carolina, losing 3-2 to to the Hurricanes last night. New Jersey coach Lindy Ruff, who struck in the face, by a puck with about six and a half minutes left Ouch. in the second, yeah, second period. They actually remained behind the bench for uh, for the rest of the period. Didn't come out for the third. Associate coach Travis Green ran the team the rest of the way. Justin Dowling and uh, Jesper Brats scored New Jersey's goals in the third period. Dowling was making his Devils debut in his first NHL game this season. Uh, a few new coaching hires as well uh, from yesterday in the NFL that we got to get to here, starting in Atlanta with the Falcons, who found their new head coach and former Rams, D.C. Raheem Morris. Out in Carolina, the Panthers brought in former Bucks offensive coordinator Dave Canales as their new head coach. And former Dolphins defensive coordinator Vic Fangio becomes the first move of a coaching staff overhaul for Nick Sirianni and the Philadelphia Eagles. Flying to Philly yesterday to officially sign his contract to become the Eagles' new defensive coordinator. Finally, time to preview championship weekend in the NFL on Sunday. First up is the AFC title game scheduled for Sunday afternoon at 3 p.m. with the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs visiting the Baltimore Ravens as four-point underdogs. Immediately following that will be the NFC Championship game consisting of the Detroit Lions and San Francisco to take on the 49ers as seven-point underdogs. That
0: kickoff is set for six thirty. No, that's sports, and I'm Justin on 77, WABC. WABC News Time 519. This is getting into the newsroom right now. An American journalist accused of spying will be held in Russia for another two months. Wall Street Journal reporter Evan Gershevich was detained in Moscow, you remember, last March on espionage allegations that have been strongly denied by the Wall Street Journal and by the U.S. government. This morning, a judge in Moscow granting the request of Russian investigators that Gershevich remain behind bars For At least till the end of March, Russian authorities have yet to present any evidence, by the way, to support their espionage claim against the 32 year old American citizen who's being held in a Moscow prison. Of course, uh, you might not know this, but he's from Princeton. He's a Princeton guy. Let's go down to the U.S. southern border. The Texas National Guard continuing to add more razor wire along the border in Eagle Pass, despite a Supreme Court ruling that gives federal agents the power to cut it down. It's
1: hard for me to tell uh, what's going on. Uh, What is clear is that Joe Biden has, from the time he took office, actually during the time that
0: he was campaigning, And no intent to secure the border. Governor Greg Abbott says that Texas has the constitutional authority to defend and to protect its borders, and that authority is the supreme law of the land. He talked about open border policies during the campaign, and now he's allowed open border
1: policies with Kennedy, most Americans, not even knowing what that meant.
0: So the Texas military department has unrolled roughly 30 miles of razor wire so far as put up fencing around city-owned Shelby Park. Down to Washington, where former Trump White House advisor Peter Navarro sentenced yesterday four months in prison. Navarro speaking to reporters uh, with protesters behind. Oh.
1: I am the first person ever charged with this crime in the history of the Republic. The first senior White House advisor.
0: The sentence handed down comes after Navarro convicted of criminal contempt of Congress last year for devying a subpoena to testify before the Democrat-led committee investigating the Capitol riots. Prosecutors argued Navarro showed utter disregard for the committee's probe.
2: What well, my defense team has beautifully
1: done
0: in cooperation with the court
2: has set up a roadmap for all future prosecutions.
0: So Navarro claimed he ignored the subpoena because former President Trump told him to invoke executive privilege.
4: This issue is simply about the constitutional separation of powers and the integrity of presidential decision-making, and this is a principle that goes
1: back to the days of George Washington.
0: He told reporters uh, standing around listening to that high-pitched whistle that he's going to appeal that sentence. Democratic lawmakers want answers about why prescription drugs cost so much here in the U.S. The need to take on the extraordinary greed of the pharmaceutical industry. Senator Bernie Sanders, who chairs the Senate Committee on Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions, telling reporters he plans to hold a vote to subpoena the CEOs of Johnson & Johnson and Merck to testify. He says they have to explain to Americans why their companies charge substantially higher prices for medicine in the U.S. compared to almost every other country around the world.
1: Major drug companies in our country spend more on stock buybacks and dividends ...than they do on
0: research and development. Americans for years have been going over the border in Canada to get these expensive drugs. Sanders says he plans to hold a vote to subpoena all of these uh, CEOs to testify on why these drugs are so high. Sometimes ten times
1: higher for the same exact drug sold in Canada or in Europe, Mexico, as in the
0: United I mean, States. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. The CEOs of the companies previously refused an invitation by the committee to appear before Congress. The FBI today... Warning about a rise in what are called sextortion cases among teenagers. Really troubling stuff here. It's when teenagers are tricked into sending sexually explicit pictures to someone they've met online and then find themselves having to pay that same person not to post them on social media platforms. So they trick them into sending the picture and then they tell them, hey, now that I've got this picture, I'll put it up on Instagram elsewhere if you don't pay me money. You
1: know, it happens to young boys and young girls. Sometimes that have lower self-esteem. And so the idea of making an exciting
0: new friend is appealing. Bob Sanborn, he heads a group called Children at Risk. He says they've been watching this trend grow with kids across the nation. FBI says this is growing as well. Being
1: on the line is very exciting for kids, but there are dangers. Yeah, so
0: the FBI says extortion cases were up 20% just last year. With the group Children at Risk says this should just be a wake up call to parents to monitor their kids' phones and what they're doing online.
4: Parents need to be engaged. They need to see what's happening, and they need
1: to be able to sound a warning.
0: WABC Time 524. Let's go down to Florida. The family of an 85-year-old Florida woman killed by a 10-foot alligator have filed a wrongful death suit against her HOA. Attorney Joshua Ferrero says Gloria Serge ended up in the gator's jaws because she was following the HOA's rules.
1: Gloria was walking her little dog trooper in the front of her house, and she got an eviction notice. You have to walk your dog at the dog run a mile away or you're going to walk your dog in the backyard on this retention pond where they knew that this
4: danger existed.
0: Yeah, Ferraro says the HOA was aware of the offending gator, was regularly fed by residents and staff, and it was even named Henry. Spanish Lakes, this is where it all took place, has since posted warning signs uh, about the gators. With one simple phone call, Spanish Lakes could have had this alligator identified, trapped, and removed, and Gloria would still be here. They knew about these dangerous alligators, and they failed to do so. Here's Gloria's son.
3: But the sudden and violent nature of this attack, thinking about my mom in her final moments,
1: resulted in a whole different level of all-consuming
0: grief. Yeah, I can't even imagine. 525, let's go overseas. The Israel-Hamas war raging on now for 111 days.
4: Well, Israel says they're launching an investigation into an attack on a United Nations training center yesterday. Now, this was a training center that was housing some 30,000 people.
0: Correspondent Matt Bradley says a shelter housing thousands of displaced civilians in the Gaza Strip, struck by tanks, leaving at least 12 dead. Israel has denied responsibility for the strike, is investigating whether Hamas was behind it. This is
4: something that Israel has denied. They said they are not responsible. They are pinning the blame on Hamas and they say they're launching an investigation into whether or not Hamas did this.
0: And Israel waiting for a preliminary decision on genocide Uh, accusation of genocide from the International Court of Justice. So far,
4: Israel has killed well more than 25,000 people in the Gaza Strip. Reportedly, most of them are civilians. And
0: this comes as Houthi naval forces claim to have hit a U.S. warship in the Red Sea on Wednesday, although the U.S. says there were no injuries or damages caused by the Iranian-backed militias. The Archbishop of Port-au-Prince says six
5: Catholic nuns who were kidnapped in Haiti last week The Archbishop confirmed the release of the nuns and other hostages in a statement on Wednesday. Gunman reportedly hijacked a bus last week and took all of its passengers hostage. The Archbishop didn't give details on who was responsible for the kidnapping or if a ransom had been paid. I'm Lisa Taylor.
0: After nearly three years and 72 flights over the Martian surface, an experimental helicopter has been permanently grounded. It is bittersweet that
1: I must announce that ingenuity, the little helicopter that could, and it kept saying, I think I can, I think I can, well, it is now taking its last flight on Mars.
0: NASA administrator Bill Nelson there, ingenuity was the first aircraft to make a powered, controlled flight on another planet when it arrived with NASA's spacecraft in 2021.
1: As it was coming down for a landing, at least one of its carbon fiber rotor blades was
0: damaged. We're investigating the possibility that the blade struck the ground. Now, we're not talking about a full-size helicopter here, by the way. It's just a four-pound helicopter, but it was giving NASA a ton of information uh, back here on Earth. The opening bell it rings this morning on Wall Street as the trading week begins to wind down. Stocks closed higher yesterday following the release of the GDP report. Gross domestic product numbers showed the U.S. economy grew by 3.3% in the fourth uh, quarter, higher than expected. At the closing bell, the Dow gained 242 points, S&P 500 rose 25, NASDAQ jumped 28 points. On the horizon today, we'll get word on personal income and consumer spending data. Talk Radio 77 WABC. It's the 77 WABC News Hour. Talking the news with Noah Layden. All the news you need to know with Joe Nolan, Traffic, Justin Ellick Sports. And now, talking the news with Noah on 77 WABC. Yep, that's me. Good morning. It is Friday, January 26th. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda weather sent to rain this morning, clouds this afternoon, high 49, and then your weekend kind of a mixed bag. Saturday, Clouds hang around, high 49, and then Sunday could see some showers, high 42. If you're walking out the door with us right now, uh, thank you very much. 41 and raining in Pearl River up in Rockland County. 43 and raining in Piscataway down in New Jersey. And it is 41 and kind of misty here in Midtown. We'll start this half hour right here in the city. Maybe you've been following the story of this 25-year-old professional dancer who tragically died from eating a cookie that had peanuts in it Uh, on this cookie label. There was no sign that there were peanuts in it. And now we're learning more about this 25 year old who was from the UK professional dancer. Her name was Orla Baxendale. She had come to this country from the UK to dance with Alvin Ailey. They had offered her a scholarship, which is really incredible. She'd been known for being a step dancer Irish step dancer and they were so impressed with her abilities that they gave her the scholarship to study with Alvin Ailey. Here was one of her teachers.
3: To to leave us so young and so soon at the height of her career um, is really, it 's a tragedy. She was vibrant, dynamic, um, a little kooky at times. Um, you know, someone who uh, didn't, particularly take themselves seriously but they took the work seriously so
0: she trained for two years to pursue her career in dance she actually had made it into a dance company which is incredible to uh momix which is a dance company based up in connecticut see
3: the talent you wanna you wanna nurture that talent you wanna um give that student
0: you know the most uh opportunity that they can have that's a success for us yeah but uh, tragedy struck this was now two weeks ago Baxendale who was severely allergic to peanuts was with her two friends at a rental home in Connecticut while touring for a show uh, she dived into a package of vanilla florentine cookies that were manufactured by Cookies United on Long Island and had been repackaged by Stu Leonard's. The label was missing any kind of warning that the cookies contained peanuts. The young dancer took a bite, assuming the cookies were safe, had a reaction right away. Her friends rushed her to the hospital. They even used uh, tried to use one of these EpiPens, but it was unfortunately too late. I mean, it's just a horrendous story. Baxendale's family uh, now. Taking legal action they're
5: too distraught yeah. to speak to anybody but they want uh they want this story out uh, so it doesn't happen again
0: that's Baxendale's family lawyer uh, also we're finding out this morning not only did the label not have peanuts on it but also did not have uh, any sort of uh, indication that there were eggs in the product as well uh, both uh, Stu Leonard's and cookies United pointing at each other blaming each other for the mislabeled package the MTA rolling out a new version of its modern R211 subway cars. The version comes with what's known as the Open Gangway, which allows passengers to move freely from one car to another. They rolled this train out yesterday, and uh, riders, which, you know, who are normally poo-poo everything, said, oh, this train is kind of cool, and giving it the thumbs up. It's lovely. Like, it's very modern. It's very open, and I like it. MTA President Richard Davies says commuters will see the cars in service in the coming weeks here in New York. They'll start on the letter lines, the C line, the A line. Some of those trains haven't been updated in decades. These new
1: train cars enable us to run more service. It's a line that we have committed. We prioritize for for the new signals because we want to improve service
0: on the A line. Yeah, but riders on these trains yesterday say, oh, yeah, they kind of like what they saw. That taking place. As the MTA responding to the NTSB's preliminary report on this month's subway train derailment on the Upper West Side, New York City Transit President Richard Davy says they're not sure yet if there was a communication error between two workers moving an out-of-service train that had been vandalized.
4: Radio seem to be working, but we're investigating that as well. And then, you know, we're also going to look at procedures and process. So this is not just about an individual, or two individuals who, you know, may or may not have followed process and protocol. We're going to take a look at this
0: this was a low-speed collision of a one train right near 96th Street. Twenty people were left with, thankfully, just minor injuries, but they were hurt. All right, the vandalism.
4: Uh, I mean, that's the reason why the train was out of service to begin with, and ultimately... That's the reason why we couldn't get all the brakes to reset. There was one emergency brake. The crew was unable to reset.
0: That was one of two accidents that took place in January. WABC News Time 539. Let's go out to Long Island. A Holbrook couple facing charges in the suspected overdose death of their baby. Suffolk County DA Ray Tierney says 14-month-old Joseph Adanos was found unresponsive earlier this month when he came in contact with narcotics. He was rushed to the hospital where he passed away.
3: Preliminary Toxicology results for uh, the child's blood showed the presence of cocaine, fentanyl, morphine. Just
0: outrageous. The parents pled not guilty to charges of criminal possession of a controlled substance, criminal possession of a weapon, and child endangerment. They're facing a slew of charges not even connected to this crime. Bail was set for both parents. Neighbors say... They weren't bad people, but they were just addicted to drugs. That's what the neighbors were saying anyway. And while we're out on Long Island, dozens of exotic animals headed to sanctuaries after they were found crammed in cages at a Long Island home. John Leonardo of the Humane Long Island says... Matthew Spurs ordered some of the animals like a Southern American ostrich online and somehow I guess he got them delivered to him.
4: He actually said that that he ordered the Rhea, uh on eBay as an egg
0: when he was drunk. Oh, that's nice. Authorities say they charged the 32 year old with the illegally hoarding some 100 exotic and endangered animals, which also included an endangered tiger salamander, a giant African snail. North American possum, two prairie dogs, a large monitored lizard. He apparently had them in the basement and backyard of his house. Once in a while, he'd bring them out. And put them in a tent and would charge people admission to see these rare animals.
4: Baby quails certainly don't belong housed right next to monitor lizards and snakes, uh, causing them
0: extreme stress. He's been issued 30 violations, now fined thousands of dollars. He was charging
4: people admission to go into a tent to, um, uh, to see these animals and
0: pet some of them. Yeah, well now he's not in possession of those animals. 541. Let's head over to Westchester County where the community uniting yesterday against hate after someone spray painted anti-semitic graffiti on storefronts in the new rochelle scarsdale border one of the shops scoop shop which is an ice cream parlor uh had an israeli flag in the window and then someone wrote genocide on their front window yesterday people lined up to buy ice cream from that store
3: because these are just like such a good people It's scary to know that this is
1: happening so close to home, Um, and it affects me, it affects all of us.
0: They're cowards, you know, come do this to innocent people. Police have really good video of the person spray-painting the front of these Jewish-owned stores, so matter of time, probably, till they catch up with them.
3: <laughs> Close to home.
5: And it feels like it's been, like, almost invaded in a way that I've never felt in my entire life. I don't know what's wrong with this world. Why people can't get along? It's, it's just awful.
0: Yeah. This is taking place at the Golden Horseshoe Shopping Center. Westchester County Executive George Latimer showed up at this rally yesterday to support the store owners.
3: Hatred is
1: hatred is hatred. And when you see anti-Semitism... You are seeing racism. You're seeing Islamophobia. You can't tolerate it in any of its forms. Not any of its forms.
0: The city of New Rochelle releasing a statement saying the ice cream store owner uh, in the other store owners, they'll have their windows cleaned. The ice cream store owner had a message for the vandals. A little graffiti is not going to scare us, so we're, we're not going anywhere. Yeah, that store opened last night doing really brisk business. Over to New Jersey. There's a pool At Ferris High School in Jersey City, but it's been closed with no explanation for months, all at the height of the competitive swim season at the high school. There's actually three high schools that use one pool, McNair, William Dickinson, and Ferris. Well, they kept asking the... School board, What's the deal? Why not fix the pool? We got three swim teams that use it, and they got no response from the school board, which is not completely shocking. So they showed up at a school board meeting last night.
5: A lot of time has been wasted in this situation. This gives us an unfair advantage when it comes to swim meets and competitions. Yeah, I bet. Of course, we have tried making the best out of the situation by not complaining or coming up with excuses. But it's getting exhausting.
0: Yeah, they've been using these subpar pools that, like, are not Olympic size. Normally, when you have a swim team, they train in an Olympic pool, and they have everything you need to train. They haven't had that. And the amazing thing is they've done actually pretty well without having a pool. So they face off against the school superintendent last night. Her name is Dr. Norma Fernandez. Uh, she says, okay, we're going to get to your pool. But she says they had a lot of other more important projects like installing new boilers and things like that in other schools. But last night she promised them everything would be fixed, even though they're just a week away from the end of the season.
3: We have focused our efforts on improving roofs and installing new boilers to make sure those things are in place however at this thing at this time i can tell you that everything mechanical for the ferris pool is, everything is operational and ready
0: to go. So these students said, you know, why didn't you do this a long time ago? So we had a place three schools, one pool, that seems already crazy in itself.
5: It should have been a priority much earlier on and not this close towards the end of our season. Imagine how much better we could have been yeah. with a real pool, real, real equipment, real practices, Dryland only does so much for you.
4: I feel like it's kind of strange that they decided to fix the pool
0: during our season yeah. because
4: they, they took the pool away away from us during the season in
0: which we would need the pool i mean the amazing part is they have remained competitive without having a swimming pool Five let's head over to the 77 w abc sports desk where we find justin ellick
4: yes you do find justin ellick here no oh, there you are here yeah, i am huh? yep mm-hmm. how about that oh my god you're not gonna be able to find me next week by the way it's I'll gonna be, be uh, like where's a waldo well next you'll week, be at or... you'll be able to hear me but you'll just be looking around i won't be oh, here i'll right. be, you'll be uh, in the holy land right. right i'll be in the holy land uh you yeah. know on the other side of the universe here. On the hardwood at the Garden, O.G. Anunobi scored uh, 26 points. Jalen Brunson added 21, and the New York Knicks handed the defending NBA champion Denver Nuggets their worst loss of the season, 122-84 to last night. Quentin Grimes had 19, Julius Randle 17, and Dante DiVincenzo 16 for the Knicks, who have won five straight and 11 of 13 since Anunobi ha- uh, was acquired from Toronto. Uh, Anunabi shot 10 for 18 from the field and had six steals. In Brooklyn, the Nets came up just short against the visiting Minnesota Timberwolves. The final score 96-94 to in the Brooklyn Laws. Minnesota led by as many as 17 points in the third and was still ahead by 10 midway through the fourth before an 8-0 Nets run, capped by Mikael Bridges' short jumper that pulled the Nets within two. That's as close as, they, as they'd get and have now lost three straight, 7 of 8 and 12 of their last 14. On the ice, the Islanders lost a close one against the Canadian spoiling head coach Patrick Waz return to Montreal with the 4-3 to loss. Barzal and Horvat each had a goal and an assist. Kyle Palmieri also scored, and no, Dobson had three assists as the Islanders fell to, one, uh, to 1-2-0 under Waz. Semyon Varlamov made 22 saves as well. The Devils didn't fare much better in Carolina, losing 3-2 to to the Hurricanes last night. New Jersey coach Lindy Ruff was struck in the face by a puck. With about six and a half minutes left in the uh, second period, he stayed behind the bench initially, but didn't come out for the third. Associate Coach Travis Green ran the team the rest of the way.
0: How fast is the puck going?
4: I mean, a hard shot? Yeah, like 115 miles oh, an hour. Cheating. Easily 100 yeah. miles an hour. Yeah, easily. Like, uh, I mean, uh, I, I doubt it was. I think he probably got hit with like a, a puck that got flipped over the boards or defle- deflected. Yeah, or deflected. It I don't. He down. wasn't hit in the face by a direct slap shot. You know,
0: doesn't it? It goes into the arena once in a while when you go to see yeah, a game. For right? sure. Yeah, for
4: yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a souvenir. Yeah, they put the little signs in front of the seats that says, uh, "Please uh, look out for flying sticks and pucks." You know, like the lookout for flying bats and balls sign but, uh, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that's gonna, like that's gonna help, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> Dowling, <laughs> Justin Dalling and for Brad scored for New Jersey. Uh, a few new coaching hires to get to in the NFL, starting in Atlanta with the Falcons who found their new head coach and former Rams uh, DC Raheem Morris. They passed up on Bill Belichick. Out in Carolina, the Panthers brought in former Bucks offensive coordinator Dave Canales as their new head coach and former Dolphins uh, defensive coordinator Vic Fangio becomes the first move of uh, a coaching staff overhaul for Nick Sirianni and the Philadelphia Eagles flying to Philly yesterday to officially sign his contract to become the Eagles' new defensive coordinator. Finally, time to preview championship weekend in the NFL on Sunday. First up is the AFC title game scheduled for Sunday afternoon at 3 p.m. with the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs visiting the Baltimore Ravens as four-point road underdogs. Immediately following that will be the NFC championship game consisting of the Detroit Lions and San Francisco to take on the 49ers as a seven-point underdogs.
0: That's Port and I'm Justin Alex on 77 WBC. Let's catch you up on the big stories of the morning. A man, Alabama, put to death last night. New form, pure nitrogen gas, first of its kind, execution. 58-year-old Kenneth Eugene Smith appeared to shake and convulse at the start of this before being pronounced dead at 825 inside this Alabama prison after breathing the gas through a face mask to cause him oxygen deprivation. It marked the first time a new execution method was used in the U.S. since 1982. That's when they brought in lethal injection. In fact, Kenneth Eugene Smith had been on the gurney two years ago. They tried to put him to death using lethal injection, but there were problems. So last night they were more successful.
1: Smith was pronounced deceased by physicians at 825 p.m. Central Standard Time.
0: The execution took about 22 minutes from the time between the opening and closing of the curtains to the viewing room. Smith appeared to remain conscious for about several minutes. For at least two minutes, they say he appeared to shake and writhe on the gurney, sometimes pulling against the restraints. That was followed by several minutes of heavy breathing until he passed away.
1: There's some involuntary movement and some agonal breathing. So uh, that was all expected, and it's in the um, side effects that we've seen or researched on nitrogen epoxy.
0: So the U.S. Supreme Court rejected a final appeal by his lawyers to stop that new form of death. The um meal that he finally had, let's see, his final meal was T-bone steak, hash browns, eggs, and A1 sauce from a local Waffle House Prison guards say he barely touched the meal. He did put out a final message. He says, tonight, Alabama causes humanity to step backwards. I'm leaving with love, peace, and light. And uh, some of his family members witnessed the execution last night, and right before they turned on the machines that put him to death, he gave them the I love you sign. Out in Queens yesterday, it's amazing these brothels were able to stay open as often and uh, as long as they were. Neighbors in a couple of neighborhoods in Queens have been complaining that these massage powers were not massage powers at all, but brothels. And that the women who were working there were essentially enslaved. So yesterday they raided six of these places and shut them down. Mayor Adams was with the crew of police who were there to crack down on prostitution and sex trafficking.
2: It's clear what is taking place there. Uh, This is really bringing down the quality of life of this community. And anyone who says this is a victimless crime uh, just, you know, really need to see the inhumane conditions.
0: NYPD Assistant Commissioner Kaz Daughtry, along with some Queen City Council members, say this raid sends a message for brothel owners that operate illegal shops in other parts of the city. Families
3: walking with their kids. You have women out here scantily dressed. Like, do you want your kids to see that?
0: This has been a calling for over a year now from
3: community residents, local businesses uh, who are just frustrated.
0: Now, the women who were working at these locations, they were not the target of this raid and they were not arrested last night. We
3: don't want to lock up the women that work here. We want to get them help. Our job as the police department is to help them get them the services that they need so that they don't got to do this. There's other types of work here in New York City that you can
0: do besides doing this. And the mayor says this was a big day for closing down
2: these bravos. Sex trafficking is real. And, it's a, you know, these horrid conditions just makes it clear why uh, the New York City Police Department, we're not going to sit idly by and pretend that, as though it was, uh, that it does not happen.
0: Unfortunately, what we've seen with these brothels when they're closed is usually the owners, the people behind them, find another crew of women that they enslave and open elsewhere. City says they'll follow these people, hopefully, so they won't do that again. Mayor Adams, meanwhile, declaring social media a health hazard for young people, calling it an urban toxin. Talking to News 12, he says he's going to look what he can do to combat the issue.
2: We are going to look at every avenue available. We're not leaving anything on the table.
0: Adams comparing social media to the hazards of smoking cigarettes and urge parents to keep their kids off social media. I'm with him on this one. I can, I've seen the ills of social media with kids, and I'm sure we don't know the half of it. So we'll see what the mayor does with that. And finally, well, you post all the time. Who's that? You. What do you mean? I post. I've seen you post on social media. I post. I Shortless never post pics. on social media. Well, there was that one shirtless pick that uh, that had a lot of likes, by the way. You know, when I uh,
1: first I got to uh, WABC, and Sunday will be eight years ago, when I got my first office at Madison Square Garden, literally two doors away from Bernard, God bless his soul, I walked into an office I said, this is now your office, and uh, there were literally five Shirtless pictures of Geraldo Rivera on the wall. <laughs> it was Geraldo's office. Yes. And he had this obsession with looking at himself without a shirt on. Yeah. He did. I mean, he's 70 something years old. He no, looks he's like older. a million bucks, he's but 80. Geraldo, come on, baby.
0: Yeah. He's 80 now. Is he really? Yeah. He looks amazing. He does look amazing for his age. Yeah, so. But I ripped those down and put up the old Farah Fawcett uh, posters. And shirtless pictures of yourself, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, it is a meat. Mystery. Heather Dowtree says she woke up this week to find pepperoni outside of her Manville, New Jersey home, like pieces of like expensive pepperoni
5: all over her front lawn, all over her car. I'm on camera, so I can't say the words that I exactly used. But what is this? <laughs> From the door to the edge of the porch and then strategically placed down the stairs to the driveway, nothing on the driveway, and then four slices on the hood and four slices on the trunk.
0: <laughs> so strange. And by the way, there's other neighbors who've complained about the same thing, pieces of pepperoni showing up in their neighborhood.
5: They're trying to figure out who goes around with two loaves of pepperoni and a knife in the middle of the night and cuts it up into slices and throws it on people's property. Like... You have nothing better to do with your time.
0: So she alerted the Manville police, but they're like, you know, just pepperoni. What do you want us to do with this? But there have been other neighbors who say the same things happened to them.
5: It is funny. However, it's wrong. It's wrong. You should not be trespassing. You should not be vandalizing people's properties. Like, you know, I mean, I even made a joke and called them the pepperoni bandits. Okay.
0: All right. Five fifty seven.